This is Fam Electric Ghost, and we're live on the air for the first time with Michelle Henderson. Welcome to the Fan Fam Electric Ghost podcast. Well, thank you very much. I am excited about our conversation and to be here with you and your audience. Thank you for being on the show. People see that up there on the on the on, on the screen is a listen on Newsly. We are a featured podcast on the Newsly platform. So if you use coupon code GHOST, you can get one mo month free, free, free premium subscription on that platform. That's an audio-only platform, so you can take the podcast wherever you want to go and listen to it. We'll be on Newsly later tonight. Again, use that coupon code and get a free premium subscription for a month. And uh, again, thank you for being on the show today. Oh, We're thanks. actually at episode, what I can tell, <laughs> I think we're at episode 963 of wow. our podcast and um wow yeah, that's congratulations since, um, <laughs> thank you I'm trying to get it to come up <laughs> it's not working today what is going on there, there it we was go. up so it, it was 963 up, yeah. wow yeah yeah it was going weird i couldn't see it but yeah. um yeah, and then we've got your website. So for those of you who are just listening at this time, we have www.michellehendersonmedium.com. And uh, that will be clickable when we're fully published, so people will be able to go there. And uh, tonight we're actually going to talk about the power of drama, teaching social skills through creative expression. So... Uh, that that's that's our focus tonight. So thank you again for being on the show. And you're an experienced educator. You've got over 30 years and working in the field of education. Um, <laughs> what made you want to get into the things you're doing now with um kind of a um, um uh, I would say like a life coaching and um that type of work. Oh, with my uh... light working. Yeah, 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 yeah. As a spiritual advisor. And I love that you asked me that. Um, yeah, the 30 years of education, you know, working with the kids. And I think a lot of educators feel like this, that you have that intuitiveness about you. You just know what you need to teach. You know what the parents need. And I think that's why we all go into teaching, right? And we tend to be empaths, which, you know, I can feel when somebody is feeling scared, nervous, you know, and I know it's not my own feeling. But anyway, so in my mm -hmm. 20s, I had a spiritual awakening. And I felt like I really needed to work with people intuitively as I got a little bit older. Um, because Spirit was saying, it's time for you to work with us. <laughs> you know, I thought either I work for them or I'm feeling like I'm going crazy. But I found another intuitive um, that helped me through it. It's just like anything else that you need to learn how to work through. And so after 30 mm -hmm. years of education, during my retirement, um, I told my husband, I said, I really need to work with people intuitively so that I can help them heal. And that became something that you were interested in, in, in actually helping people heal. Was there a motivation right. behind that? Is that like part of your own story? Why you want it's, to help yeah, others? Yeah, it's a part of my own story. And I and I really, you know, it's kind of like a calling when you feel like you need to do something. So I felt like I needed to go in education and be a teacher. I felt calling that way. And then another stage in my life, I really felt like I was called to work with people so that I could help guide them on their spiritual journey. That's really important. Again, it's kind of like, yeah. well, musicians, we feel like we have this connection to Ooh, the audience, yeah. right? And a oh, lot absolutely. of times with music, it's, it's a kind of a spiritual thing for me. Cause like when I think about music, I kind of think of like um, the poets in the, in the muse. As I started music, I was writing poetry and I really liked Victorian poetry from like Blake and Wordsworth and Tennyson. And there's a lot of the concept of the muse. And a lot of that with musicians is, yeah, we have this feeling that we can connect to this outside spirituality and we can we, we okay. can channel it. And then when you play Absolutely. music, like you connect with other 
people. And you kind of like musicians are, are kind of coaches in a way or mentors because they, they drive people to like, you know, you can move a whole crowd in, in a moment with your music. You can, you kind of can channel feelings. You can make people feel sad or happy or romantic, whatever. It, it's just this connection. And so even though we, we write the song in solitude, but when we go out and play it, we connect. And we oh. want that song to like help people to actually, you know, make them feel better. Yeah. Oh, yeah. absolutely. And that, and I love that you bring that up because I feel like not only mu musicians, but a lot of artists as well. You, like you said, you get kind of channeled, you get in that moment, you can feel, you know, the energy around you and you can also feel the people that you're making happy, you know, through your music and, and the, oh my gosh. So I, I completely understand what you're talking about. And um, so whenever I channel through too, um, I can do mediumship, which is connecting with a loved one that has crossed over. And so that's kind of like a different, you know, a kind of channeling just a cut. I always tell people the the meaning behind mediumship mm -hmm. is to get a message from a loved one. We know that there's life after death. We know that our loved ones are always around us, but it's really nice to receive a message from a loved one. And so I also got into that area, not only intuitively, but also into mediumship. Well, that's, that's really interesting because a lot of what you do, like, you know, when you're a creative person, you're kind of channeling the past, like you're all the great people right. who aren't here anymore. You know, right. music, if you're oh. a musician, you learn on Beethoven and Chopin and all these classic people that are not around, but you feel like you're channeling, you know, when you read their music, it's like, wow. This is what, what they were thinking. This is what they were feeling. And you can kind of, everybody can kind of, you can channel in that person's not here anymore, but you feel like you can connect to them right. in a way when it's like music, it's like it's actually happening in real, uh -huh. real time, right? You're Absolutely. actually taking those notes and playing something that somebody wrote and then actualizing it at that moment. And it's right. very powerful. And I think that's what a lot of people can kind of feel is like you're actually talking to your ancestors, you're talking to this spirit, because they're still there, you know, because music and it's all sound waves. Waves oh, are absolutely. energy. Absolutely. Different frequencies. You can <laughs> kind of channel your feeling like yeah. So it's all kind of like that energy is going from multiple universes where the universe where your loved ones are and where you are. And so you well, can kind of cross and connect yeah. and so i think a lot of music has this spirituality in it where we feel we are connecting to our to those people absolutely you know, and i was going the next yeah <laughs> i was going to ask you so whenever you're writing music do you feel like there's you know a spirit around you helping you write this music as well And like why I call myself Phantom Electric Ghost is like I deal with um, the kind of ghost in the machine. Is like I I write oh. with synthesizers, I write with oh. machines that are that create sound waves. So wow. I actually create tones from waveforms. So I'm using what are called oscillators, and these oscillators, either analog or digital, modern or old school, take waveforms and they create wave sounds. They can make sounds oh, wow. like drums or pianos or never things you've never heard before so right. i customize these sounds and i'm kind of looking at, at these oscilloscopes they're showing the waveforms <clears throat> and then the, i can see what those waveforms i can hear what they actually do and they actually become like sounds or find new found sounds or old sounds or whatever but i do feel like i'm channeling that those frequencies are are pulling like from like spirits that's why i kind of I, the idea of like phantom electric ghost these phantom frequencies are kind of uh -huh. I'm channeling and from multiple dimensions. It's like, it's like oh, kind wow. of weird and spiritual and hippie like or whatever, but it's the idea. It's like a lot of musicians feel like we're that you know, we're pulling from the ether, we're pulling from the universe, mm -hmm. and there's something right. that we're we're picking up. Everything we've ever heard or things we haven't heard or something is coming from somewhere and we're feeling it and we we're actually able to to kind of speak it out. I think like a medium, you're feeling that connection to that other, mm -hmm. other world or that right. other person. 
we're feeling right. that connection that maybe it's the frequencies from that other world. It might be coming from multiple people. Mm-hmm. And we're just channeling into some kind of painting, a sound painting. I love it. <laughs> I love that story. Thank you so for sharing. That is so fascinating. <laughs> Somewhat similar. Maybe not. But I think like, and, maybe you can talk about how when you do the medium um, process of how you connect, it, is, it, is it somewhat in, in any kind of way with the way I just described, you know, something, you know, maybe it's parallel in some ways. Yeah, well, absolutely. And whenever I first started, and mediumship to me is difficult, um, much more difficult than psychic readings are. Psychic readings are easy for me. Um, but whenever you connect in with mediumship, I've, I've had to practice, 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 because you have a, um, I have a client that is interpreting you know, I'm trying to explain to him what I'm seeing, you know, visually is what the spirit gives me, or I feel into it, or they can talk to me, you know, in a sentence. And it just really depends on the personality of the left one, whenever they lived here or what my client remembers them as. Okay. So whenever I connect in, I used to, it was like Chinese water torture because <laughs> I'd be going, I'd be listening. I'm going, come on, connect with me. And then you figure <laughs> out spirit starts working with you and you start figuring out how to do it and to have confidence in yourself and in spirit, because really what gets you down is, or what breaks that, that wonderful connection is fear. And so I've learned how to get my ego out of the way and connect in with spirit and whatever I get first, I'm going to explain to my client what I'm feeling and what I'm hearing. And sometimes the interpretation is a little bit different because when spirit talks to me, they're like looking at my file cabinet or what I know or what symbols I know. And so whenever, okay, let me give you an example. Like I had a client's um, loved one that was ex- like sharing a memory that I think it was a grandmother and she was sharing a memory that she remembers with my client. And she said, she used to have a Barbie doll and I heard Barbie doll and I saw a Barbie doll and my client said, I never owned a Barbie doll. And so I went, okay, let me go back in and see what your, why your grandmother saying that. And what it was is my client had a doll, but not a Barbie doll. So sometimes just the way that you, you phrase things can be a little bit different. So it really depends on your client. Yeah. You might interpret it. Right. And, but the connection, you know, the more information I get correct, the stronger the connection. Mm-hmm. Well, and, it's like, and like in your mind, a doll could be like a, the quintessential doll is a Barbie doll. Someone would say maybe you were feeling like a doll is a Barbie doll, you know? Right. And that's what Spirit was showing you me. Actually your own perspective, saw. like your own, like your library. Right. And that's exactly yeah, how it that's is. Interesting. And yeah. And yeah, so it's, always it's kind of like. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, I was just saying, well, I think it's like the, the trust in yourself is a lot of things that like, it's it's hard for creatives sometimes to kind of have that trust. And I think it's with any kind of capability, being an empath or be, being a medium, it's like you have to let the logic brain not get in the way. Because yes. like when we get yes. into like a music state, if I do like what we call um uh, if I get into uh, like a spontaneous stream of consciousness, it kind of gets in. If you ever see musicians, they get this kind of trance state where they're into the groove, right. they're in the, in the flow state. And in that flow state, you don't think very logically. It's very creative and you're very open to a lot of things coming from different places. And you, right. and you have to kind of trust your capabilities to kind of just read that moment and not overthink it. And maybe, I'm not sure, is that the kind of the same kind of thing where you have to kind of let go a little bit yes. to kind of oh, get the full picture? Yes. If you start having the logic brain come in too much, it'll wreck it, right? <laughs> oh, absolutely. And, and and you start sweating after a while, you know? 
<laughs> but but you know, and and before you you begin any type of channeling or whatever, it's always the intention behind it. So like it with music, you know, the intention behind it is to really, you know, meet a frequency to help others really enjoy your music type thing, right? Where with mediumship, it's my intention is to really help my client uh, connect in with a loved one. And, and, but I always tell them, I say, you don't need me to talk to them because a lot of times they'll tell me, well, tell them this. And I said, honey, they just heard you. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to go through me. You can tell your loved one anything, <laughs> but I think, I, so. yeah, I think a lot of times they just need validation, you know, of certain things. And then sometimes they don't want to hear what Thank their loved one has to say. <laughs> That's interesting, like the whole uh, kind of connection of, um, yeah. you know, that, that letting go or to, to actually hear the frequencies. It's kind of like you have to get in tune, like with this right. idea, like these frequencies, it's, like how do you get in tune with that 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 thing? It's like you might be like in a dissonant tune where you're not able to connect because you're mm -hmm. like not in that plane. Like like when you have a, a whole band and they're like out of tune. Right. Then you get distance, oh, right? And then as you right. everybody gets into the right key, then you have like harmony. harmony. But sometimes there's, right. there's sometimes you do need a little disharmony and harmony within the, to kind of see the whole picture because not everything's always harmonious, right? So how do you right. like read things that are kind of disjointed or not connected and then still try to piece it together? Do you run into things like that where you it oh. doesn't come in in a, in a, in a smooth way? Yeah, maybe it's more fractured. Oh. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. And I always, you know, tell my client and I always warn them because I have to get my energy up and the spirit has to, you know, the loved one has to bring their, their energy down. So you're right that we're trying to work on the same frequency. Hmm. So I absolutely always tell my clients, you know what? Um, I cannot guarantee not only who comes through, but what if if it doesn't come across with that you understand this information, let me know. Just say no. Don't worry, be worried about it. And then I'll go back in and ask them and I'll have to dive deeper. I have to work harder to really connect in more and can say, can you tell me more what you're trying to tell me? And then what I try to do is I try to make it into a story. So it's all about symbolism and all about stories. Mm -hmm. And then the message will always, because I always want to bring something evidential in that I know I have the right loved one. Because if I don't do that, if I don't um, make that evidence clear, then I'm going, oh, you know what? This may be some other loved right. one who's coming through. And so we have to establish, and that's why it's really important for my client to kind of help with the puzzle pieces, because spirit will tell me, like um, many times they'll say, you know, I'm I that our relationship with your client was I was more of a friend, you know, and so I'll say that, and they go, no, that sounds more like my mother, and then I'd have to clear it up. Well, it's she's making me feel like if she was your mother. It, it's like y'all had more of a friendship. She wanted to be more friends with you and they'll go, Oh my gosh. Yes, that's right. So, so yeah, sometimes it will come out murky and it's just a, in a conversation mm -hmm. and I write everything down. Like what we were talking about, the ego gets on the way, but when I write things down, whatever spirit is saying, I write down and that kind of clears the message. And, and the client can see it because when we're all thinking, we don't oh, really so Yes. <laughs> it's like, I don't know for sure. Or they get what we call psychic. Like a journal in like real time. Yes. Yes. Uh, like your channel. Uh -huh. Yeah. Like your uh, automatic That's writing basically. Yeah. And, and, um, but my uh, clients sometimes will get what's called psychic amnesia that they can't remember certain memories because they're in the moment and they get emotional and so like a week later, they'll call me and they go, oh, my gosh, now I know what you were talking about. <laughs> so, yes, to answer your question, it can be very murky. Mm -hmm. You got to process it. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, it's kind of like the processing. Like, like, well, a lot of times what I like to do is record 
is record like a live session because they mm -hmm. like you might not be well it's not gelling together but there's like really nuggets of golden nuggets in that hour right. of this live recording whatever came to mind and what happens yeah. there is there's a lot of channeling right there's a lot mm -hmm. of channeling there's stuff coming through that i didn't even know right then you go back and listen right. to it and and then you're like oh this is what i was trying to do so does it kind of like yes. that like where people go back and they can't remember the session and then they bring clarity and they really realize Absolutely. what was going on in that moment and then they kind of say dive in. oh that's cool Absolutely. That's Absolutely. And, and yeah, and you, you know, and sometimes they don't really, or they go and ask, you know, a, another relative who is alive and they'll be going, oh yeah, that, you know, I understand that completely where they weren't really getting it. And so it just really depends. But yeah, when you, sometimes when you're channeling and you're getting downloads is what we call them, you know, from, from the other world, from the spiritual world, you may not really understand it and you write it down and then it brings it all together. Like you said, in harmony. I love that. Absolutely love that in harmony. Yeah. And you have to trust. Yeah. There's a lot of interesting things you. I try to parallel. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, I think trust is a big thing because a lot of people get mm -hmm. into this like imposter syndrome because yeah. they don't believe, right, that they have a right mm -hmm. to, to to feel a certain way, or they don't even acknowledge their capability, right? Like, like if you're an author, Absolutely. you're a poet, you're an artist, and then you're like, well, I don't deserve to be an artist. I don't yeah. deserve to be this. So then that kind of gets in the way, because if you're putting all these kind of like uh, roadblocks, these like you're, 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 mm -hmm. you're, you're don't, you're not fully actualizing, right? So then how are you gonna connect if you can't, if you're not being like truthful with yourself. So is there any kind of right. like uh, work that people have to do before they get to oh, a yes. medium session where they, they start to feel like they, they, they deserve to talk to their loved one, or maybe they don't think they're deserving of that. That kind of prevent or kind of have a hindrance into connecting if they have these kind of hangups. Absolutely. So, so what I always tell people, if you want a mediumship, because it really depends on when you're ready, because if you're not there to get a re message and accept the message and you're blocking, yeah, you're not going to get a good reading at all. And I can always tell and and so I stop the session and I say, OK, I'm going to give you your money back because you are not ready for the message. So if you want mediumship, you really have to look deep down into yourself and see if you are emotionally ready. So if you lost somebody just last week and it was you maybe your husband or your wife you do not need mediumship because you're still grieving you're still in the moment i can still connect in with spirit but you may not be able to receive the message and it always helps too if whoever you want to connect with like if you want to connect with your mother talk to your mother beforehand and say you know what mom i really want you to come across with this medium and work with her and that's almost given yourself permission and your loved one permission to come through and for you to receive the message. Um, but and the skeptics, you know, that do not believe in it. <laughs> sometimes you if they open up enough and they understand, sometimes they, they start you get a little seed planted in there going, oh, OK, you know, and then but then they'll, their logic and they'll start questioning it. And it's like, oh, you know what? I gave you what you needed. You've got mm -hmm. to let it sink in and think about it. So does light work and mediumship, are they cross like uh, okay. capabilities okay. or do they stand on their own or do you use any aspects of them in the same capability. Okay. So when you're talking about light workers, it's kind of like an umbrella. Okay. An umbrella that has a lot of different things underneath it. So light workers could be someone who is in Reiki, somebody who is neurology, you know, who is healing for the greater good. So are all light workers. We're trying to change the energy on the earth to make it a better you know, in left place and love and light. And so that they encompasses all everybody that's working underneath the, the spiritual aspect. And you're also considered a lot worker because you use your music 
for spirituality, because that is where your soul is speaking, that's considered a light work job. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, well, I always I always felt like it's very uh, you know connected to like the ether or the other you know mm -hmm. other spaces. Uh, a lot of what right. I, we do, and like I you know I think a lot of us who really believe in it, we don't really care if we make money. Not that not that we don't right. want to make money, but a lot of times like with the pure aspect of art isn't always about money. Sometimes it's right. about the artistic intent, and that is more about the feeling. It's more about the heart and the soul of it. And when people go into it for that, then things happen, right? You don't have to be like planning this stuff out. Like a lot of things happen because it's like, you know, if you put positivity into the world, it's like the law of cause and effect. Then you get positivity back. If you put negativity, you maybe get negativity oh, yeah. back. It's like this idea. I'm a Buddhist. I practice like Nishiran Daishonin Buddhism and it's this idea of law of cause and effect. And if you do something with this kind of feeling that it's 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 you're not trying to hurt people, you're trying to help people, then you're going to get more positive results. And I think it it's like a, you're being a teacher, or you're being empathetic, empathetic, or you have understanding for people uh, rather than like trying to judge people and and and, right. and not really connect. Uh, so I think anything where you're connecting is is a positive thing. It, it, you know. If you're if you're if you're moving in that direction, <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, what so you got like certification as a spiritual advisor or a psychic or a medium? Um, what what actually motivated you to get your certifications? Is it this part of the um, the overall practices? Is that is to get those certifications so that you can. Um, you know, be in that space. Right, right. I love the question. And I think it, you know, I just feel like it's important to be certified so that you can show people that you have really worked on the craft that you have. And um, like right before COVID, I found uh, Lisa Williams International School of Spiritual Development, and she was offering a nine-month program on psychic and mediumship, and I was just getting into it professionally. And she was offering a certificate through this program. And I'm thinking, well, nine months, I hope so. <laughs> So anyway, so so we met as a group. There were 30 of us and we would meet twice a week and we would do exercises. We would practice on one another. We really got to learn the tricks of the trade of not only psychic, but also mediumship. So two different areas. And then towards the end, we actually had to take an ethics test. So that's the number one thing why you should get certified in any area that you go into is for the ethics, working with people, working with clients, being the best professional that mm. you can be because it is a profession. And then I had to breathe. This was the nervous part. <laughs> I had to breathe three different people that I did not know that Lisa brought in and they had to rate us. They mm. had to grade us basically. And so after all of that, then you get certified. And but but I still I think it's so important to have a teacher, whatever area that you're in, because I'm about to go back in for no, another six month program just to learn a different skill. And to me, that just, you know, building up where I need to be professionally. I think that's really important, you know, it, it, like when you're in, get a skill set, you know, in my day job. I'm, yeah. I'm a software developer, so I had to get certifications to do that. And I had to <laughs> yeah. get financial certifications yeah. when I'm working with banks or insurance companies. Just, just right. to, you know, that's kind of like the the, the overall kind of structure of of, uh, of professionalism. The professionalism requires right. you know your doctors, lawyers, software people, life coaches. Like they're all we all professionals. We all want to show that our our level of professionalism. I think that just you know, gets more buy-in because the, the whole reason we do podcasts is because of the, it builds a trust relationship with your oh, audience absolutely. because it's not like a canned infomercial. And so the whole idea, reason why we, we do it this way is because if we have a live podcast and we have a live interview, 
it feels very authentic. It feels real. It doesn't feel like it's some something that somebody in Hollywood put a script up and it's like a fake oh, house right. of friends hanging around together that actually are reading off a script. <laughs> right. You know, right. That, that, that's like, you know, I think that's what, why we, there's such a big movement with podcasting. Mm -hmm. So many people from different professions are coming to this forum because mm -hmm. they can see people as they are. Oh yeah. You know, I think that absolutely that's like gives you like that, that certification from the audience. <laughs> mm -hmm. I agree. No, this I is agree. interesting. This is real. This is not. This is not contrived. Right, right, so right. No, a like, great yeah, like having that certification and even do, doing things that embrace. Yeah, the trust relationship, right? That, that's what you have right. to do when you're doing your your work, right? Like you, right. you, you have to get even on the other side. You 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 got to get the, the 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 person you're trying to reach to trust you. Yes. And that is for And I love that. How did you know? <laughs> you really do. And that's why whenever I'm, whenever you don't, <laughs> as a medium, if you don't get the information correct, spirit starts going away because they're not trusting you. And so that is very good. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> uh, there's some intuitive things. Yeah, I'm part Native American. We've got some ideas. Oh, my gosh. Kind of like okay. Yeah, you in got the it. spirit world. Of, of, of the Cherokee and the and the Blackfoot, where there's a lot of belief wow. in these things, right? You know, and a lot of indigenous peoples across the planet have a strong mm -hmm. belief in the ancestors and the connection to your ancestors, the connecting the Gaia, the connection to the to the planet. You know, to be able to right. to animals and be able to connect to things that some people might, with Western ideas, may oh, I I don't think that's real, right? So they immediately right. have a lot of skepticism. Because they don't, they don't embrace that kind of Eastern or Indigenous or non-Western type of thinking, which right. you know existed for thousands and thousands of years before people built structures. They they, they had these other things, and yeah. and it seems like people try to come back to those things mm -hmm. when they realize that maybe the modern world is is not giving them what they want, or they they feel right. that they're lacking, that they, it's not giving them the feeling that they that they need, then they need to talk to people like yourself. Uh, they get into light work, they get into people with mediums. They say, well, you know what? This other stuff, I've been I've been doing it since I've been here. And you know, that's not working. I need to do something else. <laughs> right. 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 Well, and that, you know, and that's one reason why I started working with children and their families that are intuitive, because I met so many people, psychic mediums, including myself, that grew up in a Christian community, very strict and very conservative, where we couldn't be ourselves, you know, that type of thing. And so I feel like we need to look at the kids now that are intuitive mm -hmm. and really embrace where they are. And so, that, yeah, so that's definitely one reason why mm -hmm. I started working with their families. Yeah, that's interesting because there's a lot of people that are in very strict camps today because of their, 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 the way they were brought up and they're right. kind of like brought into it, whether they, and then if they show that they're intuitive or they show that they have kind of these spiritual leanings or their connections where they're, it's not fitting in the paradigm that their family wants. And then they right. get punished or they get exiled or they get ostracized or they get told that like, you're not, what, what is this? And so like, do you deal with a lot of people who, who, came from that and are trying to break out of it? Uh, yes and yes. <laughs> okay, so yes. Yeah, so I'm dealing with a lot of people who, because, mm -hmm. you know, of our belief system of what we grew up with. And a lot of people are going, well, I, I, that's one reason why they go to holistic fairs is because they can feel the energy of everybody else. And they feel like they belong there where they don't belong in the community that they are right now, but they're used to it. You know, it's a familiar thing. It's very hard to let go of your belief system because sometimes you have to let go of friends that you have been friends forever that hold on to it and will judge you for yeah. really embracing that intuitive side and that spirituality. So, you know, thank goodness I really did not have my friend that I've known for 40 years 
is still my friend. She has accepted. She's not surprised. <laughs> Just put it that way. But um, but I did have to let a go mm -hmm. of some acquaintances because they're afraid that I've opened that door, you know, type thing. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's okay. Everybody is on a different journey. I don't judge them. So, you know, I am where I am. And, you know, I've gotten to the point. I think it also yeah. helps as I get older. I don't care what people think of me anymore. <laughs> because I feel like I am in a happy place. And I feel yeah. like well, I've found my spirituality. You break freedom. Yeah. Right. Well, sometimes that freedom takes a while. Like you get it when you're in, you know, I'm 55 mm -hmm. and, you know, yeah. I wasn't a Buddhist at the beginning, you know, but I kind of yeah. got drawn to it. I ended up living mm -hmm. in Japan for like two years. And it's oh, just the Eastern philosophy. I was kind of drawn to it, even when I didn't understand why I was drawn to it. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, right. yeah, is this, is this was part of what my, 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 my core was more toward that. And I was more right. toward those type of, that mindset, the, the kind of Eastern mindset of like the law of cause and effect that I got drawn into it. And there's some people like that wanted me to stay in my, in my, in my, in, my, in the previous uh, mindset. And I was like, you know what, like, if you can handle where I am, that's fine. But if you want to force your stuff on me, it's like, like I, I can't be with people who are trying to force it. If you can right. understand where I am now, then we can be uh -huh. buddies, you know. But if you can't yeah. understand you want to try pull me out, it's like, well, you know, this is where I am now. I'm not like 22 year old me is not me at 55. Like because right. that's how you do me. Doesn't mean that's yes. the way I'm gonna stay. <laughs> right. And that's absolutely right. And uh, and good for you too. I mean that isn't that interesting how we're drawn to a certain um part of us that we didn't know existed and then you get to know that side of you and you're going you know what i kind of like this other person yeah yeah you have to kind of accept it for yourself like you have to start realizing well there's nothing wrong with that right you have to get to the point where like i'm i i don't feel ashamed to go there i think that when right. you if you feel shame about who you are then you have all these issues where like it goes back to like you don't love yourself. How are you gonna love anybody else? Right. That's kind of a core right. concept. So if you can't get to that beyond that, then you tend to be stuck. And I see I see a lot of people my age that are finally making decisions like, wow, I don't have to stay in this box. Right. I kind of kept myself right. in a box and I actually had to keep open it. I didn't even know I had to keep it. I kept on thinking it was some from somewhere else. Like no the yeah. He was like in your pocket. You already had it. <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, and I call those kind of people that try to hide, you know, those sunglasses and the hoodie. Sometimes I'll have those people like that come for readings and I won't be able to see them at all because they're hiding everything <laughs> because they're trying to hide who they truly are. <laughs> and and I tell them, I say, you know what, when you go through your spiritual awakening, it is not fun. Because you're having to really get to know you. You're having to get um, rid of all the stuff that you're afraid of and all that negativity. Uh, spiritual awakening is not fun. Everybody thinks it's going to be fun and, you know, you're going to be free. It's freedom after yeah. the spiritual awakening. <laughs> that kind of thing. Yes. We have to kind of go through a crucible moment, right? Like when if right. you have that fear, like fear is gonna cause like pain mm -hmm. it's gonna cut when, when you change like a lot of people are stuck in codependency because it's familiar but they're in pain right. but they just do it because it's, it, it seems easy but it's actually not gonna be easy to get out of it it's gonna probably hurt it's probably gonna be you're gonna be fearful of what comes next because what you knew maybe is bad but it's consistently bad and you got used to it and so you just because right. you got used to something negative and bad, and then you didn't want to change it because it's like it's hard to change where you are. But that doesn't mean right. it's going to be easy to change where you are. You know, it's, no. it's going to it's probably going to be painful to change where you are. So it's Absolutely. not going to be like the like the the, the immediate like uh, solution to everything's going to come. And if some people want the magic potion. It's just going to make everything okay all at once. It's like maybe not. <laughs> 
yeah that that's the that's the hoping you know <laughs> yeah like uh what fairy dust or uh the unicorn fairy dust or whatever thinking everything is going to be you know and that's just not wanting to deal with it yeah not yeah. wanting to deal with it and i think a lot of people go into the drugs and the alcohol to hide their feelings to you know become numb and especially if you're an empath a lot of empaths will go that way because they don't know how to deal with other people's feelings plus their own mm -hmm. it's overwhelming they get too much overload like it's like yes. like the like overload and not knowing how to process so it's kind of like a psychologist has to have a psychologist right, right. so does a medium have to have a, a do you have to go to other mediums to kind of kind of like shake it off like if you get too much do you have to have like a like a come down shake off too much energy because it's like it, to make yourself back in balance like if you get out of balance do you have to bring yourself back to balance well actually yeah um actually i use different methods i don't have to go to a psychic or a medium to do that to ground myself i've learned different techniques i've learned how to control it so whenever like i'm at a holistic fair or I do a lot of readings or i do you know after a reading um what i do is grounding which means that i can go and walk in my backyard in the grass or in the dirt and it's kind of grounding me bringing down my energy eating a hamburger or steak afterwards or chocolate will bring my energy mm -hmm. down and also a salt bath. So a salt bath, what it does in that water, it gets rid of any oh. energy that is not mine. And I always set the intention, any energy that's with me or a loved one that I've read, go away. <laughs> it's my time. So I don't, I, so I'm able to control all that, but okay. in the beginning, yeah, I, I would have to, you know, talk to somebody else who was a psychic medium to learn how to control it. But now I've learned all the different methods I can use to ground myself after all that energy. Yeah, I find it like I like nature a lot. So I like to go for walks. Yes. I live in New Hampshire, so I can just go in the pines and oh, I can go wow. get my mountain bike or go on a canoe. Yeah. And what I find yeah. is like, you know, it's kind of like, like nature is the cathedral. There's a poem from Hawthorne Longfellow. Oh, that, that this idea, like you can go out in nature and get revitalized. Like I find yes. that when I go out in the pines in New Hampshire and it's going into this river trail without, without listening to music, actually listen to the woods, you know, actually go in the woods, right. don't have my phone on, just walk in the woods and let the woods listen to the river listen to the animals and actually, you know, if I get out there, animals will, <clears throat> if I'm in that state where I'm not bringing all these modern things in, then the right. animals will come up to me. Like deer will come up to me and like beaver will be coming. They will actually talk to you if you make yourself right. available. But if you're like not available, they won't right. connect with you. And I find that that's very calming for me. I just like to go out there and just wow. connect. That is what that's that's the Native American in you, my dear. <laughs> that is wonderful because they say once you get, yeah. you know, animals know and can see energy. So you invite them in. That is wonderful that you can do that. And I see that Shaylee really is on here. The interesting because <laughs> I used to have some friends. <laughs> oh, that's your friend? Yeah, I'll say hi. Oh yeah, no, yeah, uh, shape, no, I, yeah, I'm just saying hi to her. I saw the little flower come up, and I thought that was pretty. <laughs> okay, but um, that's interesting. Um, so here we go. Um, that's yeah. fine. But uh, yeah, so it's just cool to be able to connect like that. Because one time I was out there in the, with my friends, then they don't didn't really understand. And there was right. this beaver that was coming up and like talking to me. And they were like, yeah. why, why are you sitting there dealing with that beaver? I said, well, he came to me and I don't have anything better to do. He's like, well, well why not? Well, well, let's just go. I said, well, he took the time to come up to me and he's talking. I'm going to yeah. listen. And I said, well, right. they, were, they, they were like, did not get it. They were like, uh -oh. what are you doing? <laughs> and I'm like, because that moment presented itself and I'm not going to just like, pass it by because that's like that 
it's the world and nature talking to you. Like you could ignore it and act like why well, it doesn't matter, or you could actually, you know, embrace it. Oh, absolutely. And thank uh, you know, you did a great job embracing it and not being afraid of the beaver. Cause you know, I don't know. I would have probably gone, I don't know what's this beaver wanting, but that, that is fabulous that, you know, you're able to connect in, but yeah, that's a, that's a very, that's almost like, you know, how shaman are able to connect in with animals and they can connect in with the force, like what you're saying, get it into mm -hmm. that energy. They can have that happen a lot. So yeah, you've got some good energy. Yeah, it's just fun, you know, when you're out there and you've got these animals coming around and, you know, <laughs> the deer don't run away and they actually sit okay. there, you know, and, and stand there for a couple of minutes and like looking at you and kind right. of like, in a, and, you know, their nature, the nature when they see you most of the time is to run. And if you can right. actually get them right. to come to you, that yes. to me is like, you know, when I was, you know, my great grandparents that were, were, were Indian. You know, they would tell you, mm -hmm. like, the spirit animals will actually come up to you. Mm -hmm. And when they come up to you, they're telling you something, so you should listen. And that was kind right. of like their, their yeah. advice. You know, I was like, well, that's the way I kind Absolutely. of did that, that, you know, well, if they came to you, you, you shouldn't ignore them. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what, what do you think you're, you're, yeah. So, what do you think your spirit animal is? I don't is? know. <laughs> well, I, I have a lot of birds come up to me. I, uh -huh. Right now, lately, I've had a lot of like uh, blue jays and birds, and uh, you know eagles and things like that come up a, a lot. So I think oh. it's some kind of like a winged spirit animal. Seems to, seems well, yeah. to happen, you know, with me a lot. Yeah. Um, th that we I get a lot of winged uh, animals, like you know, different different types of birds that are willing to come very close. And, and stay and not be fearful and um right. so i felt like i've got an affinity for for, for, for that those animals oh my gosh would be at the You're top of to like the hawks and the eagles oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, well, it's just it's a cool thing to, to kind of be into and they're like I, I i don't try to make too big a deal of it but it's just right. it's just what it is and it's like my dad right. said it is what it is it's like that's you know you just accept it Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that is wonderful. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I haven't been out in nature like what you have been to see animals, but, um, but yeah, I've heard whenever that happens that you do have some energy that these animals can feel safe around. So that's a God's gift right there. It makes you, it makes you feel good because there's so many people are, are so mean to animals. And oh, today's world just to be mean. And, right. And I, I, I do like to, to, to kind of put that energy out there because I think we're all part of the world. Oh, and, absolutely. And so when people do things without understanding, it, these animals are part of the whole ecosystem. And if you just somehow think you're above them and you can right. just you know, like not care about what their the state they're living in, I just feel like like that's just part of like connecting. And the, like you connect into that spirit animal and then the spirits beyond is if you show that positivity is it really kind of goes back to the whole positivity idea that what you put out is what you get back. If you come out there in the nature and you're angry and you're upset and you're kind of just carrying all the modern world into the woods, then you're probably right. not going to get that much back. No, <laughs> no, that, that you have too many distractions. <laughs> Way too many distractions to commit, you know, to be able to listen but in. But, but yeah, that's that's a part of Mother Earth, you know, and Mother Earth is its own entity. But you said that you like to go out and they kind of feel the ground, and it's kind yes. of like the healing aspects of Gaia. You know, like right. the planet does heal. I mean, their plant mm -hmm. plants are here to connect. That actually will solve a lot of problems that people take modern right. medicines for. You, know, you go to holistic doctors, you find all these roots and these you know, leaves oh. and these seeds. It's like there's a lot of stuff that was already here that, right. that actually heals you. But then, you know, there's certain people want, want to make money. So they, they go yes. and they make you buy yeah. a pharmaceutical version. And then you right. have to buy 10 other things for the after effect of those. Yes. <laughs> so, no, I, so yes. Sometimes it's better to kind of start to get more holistic 
Agreed. And I'll admit, <clears throat> excuse me, I'll admit, I'm a tree hugger. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's so much in the woods that people don't understand. You know, there's so much mm -hmm. there that I'd like the Madison cabinet for our, for our ancient, you know, uh, uh, you know, human beings. Well, is the forest and the rainforest. And in those places, that's where the, that's the medicine camp. And that's that's how you heal yourself is you go out into right. the into the woods and you go out right. into nature. And yeah. um, I think some Agreed. people have forgotten that. And it also was like the meditation aspects of like not thinking about material things, but getting into spiritual things. So I think right. that, like when you start to find a solution is to talk to a medium rather than to talk to a bottle. Yes. Or, or to talk to some <laughs> substance. I think that that's getting right. into like, like the true humanity, right? Right. Agreed. So what do you have like advice for people uh, who, who want to embrace their intuitive gifts and, um, and, and get into light work? What kind of advice do you have for people to want to get into this? Well, and, you know, and I always tell people, you don't have to do, you don't have to do anything professionally. You can always use your intuitiveness or whatever you want to be as a light worker in your own life. You know, you don't have to go out professionally, but the number one thing is to listen to your soul, listen to yourself. And you can do that. And I love what you said about meditation it, or sitting out in the forest, just sitting by yourself and listening to yourself. Now, if you have spirit coming in and they're talking to you and you're going, I can hear you, I can feel you. What my recommendation is find somebody else that is the same type of abilities as you do so that you can understand it because knowledge is powerful. If you don't understand it, you can't control it and then you become fearful of it. But it can be a part of your spiritual self and that and and it's just you know, through the process of learning yourself about yourself. So really finding somebody that can help you a wise woman or wise man um, to help you through it all. That's interesting. So, so it's just, uh, it's very powerful, the things we've talked about. And it's a lot of it is just doing that inner search. And then just right. to ask the question, like, you know, and to get beyond disbelief. There's a Absolutely. lot of people who just want to get into naysaying and disbelief and not like, um, you know, not being negative and not optimistic. And so if you can start to embrace, you know, things that you, you know, it's kind of like anything that's like a faith type of spiritualism is a certain level of faith into something right. that you can't physically touch, maybe, right? And so right. because you can't quantify it then you don't think it's real, but you have to kind of get to a point where you trust something without the evidence of it initially, mm -hmm. just so you can actually open your mind. Right. And that's, that's like some people yeah. don't like to live, give up control. Right? Maybe they don't want to give up right. The control. So, right. And so it's like, how do you, how do you get, I guess somebody has to be ready to give up the control, as you said, like if they're not ready, yeah. they're not going to do well, and you've got to, you got to, like you say, have faith and you've got to really trust in the process because if you're not there, you, you know, you can't, you have to surrender to it. Okay. And a lot of people, again, are not ready for it. And it's just practice, practice, practice. That's where the, oh, understanding comes through. But if, you know, a lot of people find spirituality in different areas, if you're religious and you're finding your spirituality there and you can still kind of use your intuitiveness, but, you know, you're looking at it from a different perspective, that's fine. But if you're looking at it from just spirituality point of view and you're not finding any religion, that's where you kind of need to go seek. And kind of like what you did with Buddhism, right, is you found out where your soul was speaking and you know whenever it's right for you. And you know what you need to seek, but you've got to surrender to it. You don't need to be fighting it because you're fighting yourself in that aspect. And you learn so much. What you don't see doesn't mean that it's not there. 
Okay. Get that logical mind out of the way. Really yeah. think through your heart and feel through your heart. Use this to survive, but think through your heart chakra and in your heart. Yeah. Yeah, that's totally, I think that that is really important for people to kind of get into the heart, mind, um, body, soul, like, like instead of just like one aspect, the logic side, if you can bring the heart right. and the soul and the spirituality and then, then you get a full picture of the world, the holistic kind of roadmap that you have to right. embrace a lot of things. Uh, it's not just one narrow lane. No. And I think that's, that's the, that's a, I think a lot of artists, we get into that because we have to trust that there's something coming from somewhere mm -hmm. we can't define and, and right. we can't explain it. And it's like, well, it's kind of, that's what it is. It's like a flow state that they kind mm -hmm. of like, how, how, how do you do that? Like, well, it's, it's like, like if I try to explain it, I'm not actually even going to explain it. Right. It just happens. <laughs> well, and it does. You and trust yeah. that, that you have that. Mm -hmm. And I totally agree. And you're listening to it. You well, know what I, I'm saying? I, yeah. Because you're yeah. you're letting yourself yeah. I mean, listen it's, to it's it. Like and where a lot of, yeah. Agreed. Yeah. When you get into a <laughs> session with the, me, the medium session, you have to trust that you're hearing mm -hmm. it. You're hearing it, right? That you're, that you're feeling it and you're right. conveying it. And like you said, you like, you, you try to just let it come out as it's happening so you don't put too much of a filter right so you kind of get right get 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 the raw information out and then kind of have that open right. channel where they uh, you can elaborate but you you have to like, you can't over filter it, right or you end up may, maybe misinterpreting it yeah absolutely absolutely so yes and um uh i was gonna say so i just had my thought just went away <laughs> Oh, but, but yeah. So what I was going to say is all of this comes from God. All of this comes from source, whatever you, you know, think the higher good is. So if you think of it that way and think of God is in control, God's allowing me to do this. God gave me this talent. Then you're going to surrender because you feel like, you know what, this is a part of me. I'm a part of God. God is a part of me and so forth. That's a good way to think about it, because then you have yeah. you'll be less hesitant to to feel mm -hmm. that you're, what you're doing is a, uh, you know, not within the paradigm of you. You know, oh, am I doing the right thing? It's like, well, you know, if, if you if you're if you feel it and you're intuitive, that's not like wrong to to feel that. Like some people might have told you it's wrong, but right. you know, like once you embrace, that's where your where your where your 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 path is. That's nothing wrong with being on that path. Like you said, God put you on the path. The spirit right. put you on the path. You know, that that's what it is. Right. Absolutely. But I think this has been a great conversation for people who want to get into this. And again, I want uh -huh. to mention your website, uh, michellehendersonmedium.com, and let people know that they can click on that. And maybe you can tell people what happens if they click on that. Uh, when it's clickable, okay. what will happen? Okay, click on that. Okay, so well, yeah, they'll find me. No, they'll find my website, and it will explain who I am. So that if you do want to come to me, if you're pulled to me, because everybody has different, you know, psychic mediums that they're drawn to. So I've got information about me. Um, I've got podcasts that I've been on um and about my podcast show and then i also have information about my book you know embrace um embracing uh, intuitive children okay so i've got a, about my book there and um also about my services so uh you can schedule a time with me you pay everything that's my secretary my assistant <laughs> so you can go to my website and schedule a time um to uh, do any, you know, schedule any service that you need at this time. And I can, I can do readings on zoom. I don't have to be in person with you. That's cool. That's for, for yeah. people who have disabilities or issues with travel. That's, that's a cool uh, service to have that. Oh, well, and I can read 
anybody across the world if I need to, which I love that. And it, it, and it, I don't have to have an office for people to come to. So, yeah. So if I do readings and they wanted to be in person and it's local, I do have a um, metaphysical store that I rent the room out and meet them there. Yeah. That's awesome. So you got, you got uh, different, different uh, ways to connect uh, yes. And we do encourage people to check that out and click that. Like I said, right now it's not clickable, but okay. if you go out there after we're published on Facebook or any of the sites that we're on, all the platforms that we're on, all the major podcast platforms, and that will be clickable. So thank you again for being a guest on the Family Electric Ghost Podcast. Have a great night. We appreciate uh, you being on the Family Electric Ghost Podcast. And uh, thank you again for being on here tonight. Thank you. There we go. Oh.